What is going on, Reality Pop Nation, Reality Pop Network? Uh, Pooji here from the Pooji Podcast. Sports is in full swing. If you're looking for sports content, go check out the Pooji Podcast. But I want to thank Adam for allowing me to jump on Reality Pop Network. We're here on the block recapping Week 8 and Week 9, and we have a special guest. Special guest for you here, former contestant, one of America's favorite house guests from season 15. We're here with Judd Doherty. Judd, I want to welcome you on, man, and I appreciate you being here. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Hey, I'm doing well, man. Judd, are you uh, are you in, into sports at all or anything? Or um, not really. No, not a big sports guy. NFL season kicking off tonight. You don't you don't follow that or anything? No. No. Gotcha, man. I just had to ask because I do sports stuff and sports is on now, yeah. opening day kickoff, so exciting for uh, for NFL fans out there. But Judd, thank you again for being here. I want to start off with this question. Tonight, week nine, eviction ended up being a double eviction. I know you went home in season 15 on a double eviction on the second half of a double eviction. So for the viewers out there watching, those that are listening on Spotify, Apple, wherever they get their podcasts, what is the double eviction night like in the Big Brother house, sitting on the couch, talking to Julie Chen Moonvez, finding out a double eviction? Just take me through that real quick if you if you have a chance to. Yeah, it's uh, very, very stressful. <laughs> I mean, the whole day you kind of anticipate it and you're just like so stressed out, like beyond words and you're just almost ready for it to get over. And especially when it's you going out, it sucks like <laughs> times 10. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's stressful for everyone, I feel like, no doubt. But it's also kind of exciting, too, because you know that two people are leaving. I mean, I don't know exactly how it feels because they actually left. But the second double eviction, it was bittersweet because you get two people out in one night. Like, that's awesome. Yeah. Because you're ready to get out. Like, I mean, you're ready for the whole show to be over at that point in the game. <laughs> I hear you. Like, <laughs> it's I hear too long. <laughs> I, I imagine it kind of get a little stir crazy inside that house. And like you said, it's an exciting moment. I know for us fans at home, it's exciting to watch as well. Again, this evening, yeah. double eviction happening with uh, Alyssa going home, uh, preceded by Claire. So uh, it was kind of a, a wild day and the, the whole cookout alliance makes it to the final six. But from your standpoint, I just, I've always wanted to ask someone that's experienced the big brother house. How difficult is this game of big brother? How, like, how, if you had to put it into perspective, like, when you're in the house, is there ever a moment where you're just like, this is impossible, or is it pretty much just, like, taking the lumps as they come, taking the successes as they come? Yeah, I mean, it's very hard, and it all really depends on the cast, too. I mean, I feel like some casts have it a lot easier than others. Um, Just who you're playing with makes all the difference in the world. Like, if you have people that don't know the game very well, it can it could go very easily for you, but like even those types of people can align themselves with other people and screw, screw everything up for you, you know. So it really just depends. But ugh, I don't know. Like a double eviction is horrible either way. But I've always liked watching them. Yeah, like I remember the Jeff and Danielle one on season thirteen. It's like one of my favorite episodes ever. Yeah, no, I, I the double evictions, like we said, are, are so fun to watch and exciting to watch. And I guess in those instances, it really comes back to your social game and how much of an alliance you have. When it comes to alliances, 
How did those kind of form, I guess, on your season or just generally in Big Brother? Is it like-minded people? Is it something that just clicks? You find commonalities? How how do those things kind of form, I guess, for you as far as alliances went in your season? Well, for me, in my season, it was more just like people who got along and kind of connected game-wise, like had common like targets in mind, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. And that's how we went, I guess. And I'm, I feel like a lot of people just kind of go with who they're friends with. But then towards the end, it kind of changes more to, like, who's better for you to get to the end. You know, that's why I did the Exterminators Alliance. You know, it was more of just, like, getting to the end more than, like, who I liked the best or anything like that, you know. And, um, which, I mean, it didn't work out that great for me. But... Mm-hmm. And that's what you got to do. It's not about like, who you like at that point. It's who's going to get you further in the game and just getting out common targets. Because that's what an alliance is. It's not like just being protected. That's what a lot of people get confused. It's like having common targets in mind to get out of your way, you know? Yeah. And like, working together to get rid of those people. It's not about being safe. And that's where a lot of people go wrong. They just use an alliance as like safety with no plan and it's like that's how you get to the bottom of the totem pole i guess yeah and you can't continue the game again those listening and watching out there judd doherty here from season 15 one of america's favorite house guests in that season and at the end of week eight things are going down uh the, the cookout meets in person they finally solidify their alliance things look great for them uh that the the, the uh, house guests in the cookout come to an agreement on the HOH competition in that Kyland was going to go and win his third HOH competition to which Tiffany said no to that because she did not want to be sitting next to Claire on the block as per the agreement that the cookout had that whoever they wanted to get out the cookout member that was associated with that person non cookout related would be sitting on the block together. Tiffany hangs on and wins the HOH and ends up putting Alyssa and Xavier as well. So then uh, things start to get interesting in this standpoint, um, trying to kind of balance the alliance versus balance the relationships in the house. Was that was that a issue ever in your season where you had an alliance with people, but you also connected really well with people outside of your alliance that it was maybe difficult to make some moves away from them? Oh my God, yes. Like for me, that was a huge problem because, like, I got along with everyone personally. And a lot of people get that mixed up with working with, or like, not just your alliance, but like the people that you get along with kind of like get confused and like think that you're working with them just because you're like nice to them or it makes your alliance think you're being shady when really you're just like you know, just, like, being yourself. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know. Like, I got along with everyone, like, at different points. You know what I mean? And, like, yeah. So most of the time it wasn't even game-related, to be honest. Like, I mean, sometimes it was. But a lot of the things that they would get aggravated at me about weren't, like, necessarily game-related to me. But I could see why that would, like, rub them wrong. Yeah, and and I have to ask you this. Well, first we got a comment here. Zach says, "Judd, huge fan of yours. You're definitely one of my family's favorite on your season." So we already got some Judd love here from Zach Munoz. Thanks for being here and commenting uh, for for Judd. Thank you for watching and everything. But Judd, I uh, I have to ask you this as well. 
Do you believe in karma in this show? Is 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 karma a thing in this show, in your opinion? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's definitely a thing. And it's like it's just like outside of the game though. Like I feel like karma bites some people sooner than later. Like some people get so lucky and karma gets them like way later. And then yeah. some people get it right away. Like I'm someone who gets it like right away always. <laughs> yeah. But like um some people they'll get it but just like way later yeah in the game or maybe even after the game i don't know but yeah it's definitely a thing and and the reason i ask that is for those that have been watching this season as well and judd i know you have and um tiffany holds on to win the hoh and ends up putting xavier and Alyssa to avoid having to put up her own member her own alliance member or her own counterpart claire because she didn't want to put claire up at all um so she yeah. felt I'm going to win the HOH, puts up Alyssa and Xavier. Well, then Alyssa goes out and wins the veto competition, and she ends up taking herself off the block. So Tiffany, who was trying to protect Claire this whole time, is now in a dilemma of, okay, do I put up Claire and kind of continue with the cookout alliance, or do I put up a cookout member and guarantee Xavier or one of the cookout members go home. So that's why I asked you about karma, because Tiffany went against her alliance's word, and then in a matter of days, ended up having to do exactly, almost worst case scenario for her, which was to put up her own counterpart and not be sitting next to her. So were you able yeah. to kind of see that all play out during during the last few episodes of this season with the Tiffany and Claire and Alyssa drama at all? Oh, yeah. Like, I feel like, the worst case scenario always happens. Always. Like, no matter what, it always happens in Big Brother. Like, oh, like, whoever you don't want to win that veto will win every single time. Their names will get drawn, um, no matter what. Like, it's, oh, it's so frustrating. And, I mean, not just watching, but actually being there, too, you're just like, this can't be real. Let me see if everyone's name's really in this bag. And, like, sure enough, they are. But, I mean... I checked it one time and it was right, but I don't know if they always do that. But it's just like anything you don't want to happen happens in any horrible scenario. seems like always happens. Even as a viewer, we see it and just think how in the world. But I think she could pull it off like almost like, you know, we talked about karma. Like you almost have to just like not even care about karma at this point in the game. Because I feel like doing the right thing sometimes like bite you in the ass at this yeah. point. Like she just needs to almost get rid of Claire. You know what I mean? Like, just, like, you can't really have, like, the title of loyalty at this point. You know what I mean? Because no one else is going to be loyal. Yeah. And and it's They're tough. Not, I imagine like, I imagine being in that situation where you're, you're with your alliance and you want to be loyal to your counterpart, but you don't know how loyal the other members of your alliance are going to be to their counterparts. So now you're not only in a situation of, do I trust my alliance, but you're also, okay, when is this loyalty going to break? When is someone going to make a move to advance their own game rather than the alliance's game? Which leads me to my next question for you, because we've seen it a lot in this house. We've waited for big moves to be made. Did Was there a lull at all in your season? Was there a point in the season where things really started to kind of kick into gear? Was it game on from day one? Was there a little bit of a drag at the beginning? Did it feel like people were feeling each other out? How how was like the game speed aggressiveness for you guys in your season? Oh my God, ours was like cutthroat all the time, I felt like. I mean, our, we had that MVP twist, which almost like, 
as a viewer, I don't think I would have liked that. I think it made the season more boring than it would have been because no matter who was on the blog, like we could get rid of whoever we wanted with the third nominee. Okay. But I feel like, I don't know. Our house was crazy. Like, I don't know. Certain controversies kind of take over when people think about it. But as far as the gameplay goes, like we had a lot of gamers and stuff. Like everyone was pretty intense, like game wise the whole entire time. Like it, oh, I don't really re- remember just like ever getting to chill. Like my mind was always going in game mode. Like, and I feel like everyone else was like that too. Yeah. And that's gotta, that's gotta be exhausting too. Just mentally of, of being in there and like, just having to deal with that constant thought of, okay, what's happening behind my back? What are other people saying? What's going on? It's just, it's, I can't imagine that is at all enjoyable, but it's also part of the game. You mentioned the MVP, um, the MVP uh, advantage in, in your, or the twist, I guess. what do you think about yeah. this season with the, uh, the high rollers room where there were uh, potentially three different awards that could be won in the high rollers room whether it was the the veto derby or the coin of destiny or the chopping block roulette did you like that twist did you think that was kind of a fun twist for the house oh my god i, I usually hate twists to be honest i think that's why i like season 10 the best like fewer twists the better you know but i love this one like especially with the destiny part you know like i love that and for those that are watching in the week eight uh, recap is actually when the coin of destiny uh, got used and uh, Claire didn't really seem to take full advantage of it just based on her alliance with Tiffany. She ended up just pretty much being Tiffany's puppet that week and putting up Tiffany's targets and making sure Tiffany's target went out of the house. Tiffany came out of it feeling very confident. Claire, I think, felt a little cheated of an HOH in that regard. Uh, Judd, with that being said about HOHs and stuff, what would you say was your best accomplishment or favorite moment in the house from when you were in there for your personal, you know, game or your personal life uh, in the house? Um, I know there's probably a ton to choose from, but I, I, I always like to ask what, what you felt was like your, your proudest moment. I mean, it's been so long ago. I barely remember. <laughs> no, it's, uh, probably like this was never like on the show or never a thing, but after I did uh, 24 hours of solitary confinement, uh, I just made up a lot. It was like after the season that Dan did his funeral, so I didn't want to like make a big splash with anything because it would have looked like too obvious that I was just like doing something to try to get TV time or something. So I just like told people. Um, I had Caitlin and Aaron on the blog, and I told like the two people with the biggest mouths, like Amanda and someone I don't know that I heard Caitlin. Saying that Helen has to go and stuff because I was like right next to the bathroom where I had to stay for 24 hours. And Caitlin never said that. I just made that up. And it was never a thing, but it was definitely a thing once Helen found out, you know, because whatever Helen and Amanda wanted usually happened. And Caitlin went home like unanimously. And it was more of a question of which one was going to go before that. So that was probably like my biggest accomplishment at the time, which. Aaron started winning so much after that, but Caitlin seemed more threatening at the time than Aaron did because everyone hated Aaron and everyone really liked Caitlin. So she seemed more threatening and she was like always close to winning competitions, even though she didn't win. She was always like second, third place in like almost every HOH and veto Mm -hmm. seemed like. So, I mean, someone like that's very dangerous, you know, 
Yeah. So that was what I thought was my biggest accomplishment. <laughs> I like but it. But it was not like a big to other people that didn't really care, you know, like the yeah. show. I don't even think that made the edit, but it's good though. Yeah, no, I like that. And I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you a question real quick because there's been moments of this in the house of um I guess uh battling inner emotions would be the way to say it, but when it comes down to it, you have your heart, your head, and your gut, and you can make decisions on all three. Um, if, if you had to rank those in order or just tell me, explain to me kind of about making those types of decisions with your heart or your head or your gut, where is that something that you just know what to do, when to do it? Or is it just a person to person type thing? Or how do those decisions kind of get made? Is it gameplay or, or how does that go? I mean, it's person to person, I guess, but I think take your heart completely out because I think that's what really what screwed my game up. I was always way too loyal. Mm -hmm. um, being loyal is a horrible trait in there. It's a great trait outside of the house, but in the Big Brother house, loyalty, you know, they should be able to just throw it out the window whenever you need to because um, everyone else is going to. I would have to say um, use your gut 100% in or out of the house. Always go with your gut. Like that's anytime I've went against my gut, I've always regretted it every mm -hmm. time. And after that, I would say head, but heart, mm, don't yeah. even play with your heart in the game because that's going to trick you up more than anything else, you know, because some of the people you like the best and, or you, you know, your heart tricks you with stuff like that. And it's just, Big Brother's not the place for it. Yeah. Really no, not. I get it. I can sucks to say, but it's not. Yeah. And, and we've seen people get bit in the ass with that in the past where, they, they try and play with their heart too much, and they, they, like you said, too loyal, and they have a great game going, and then they make one wrong move, they make one wrong decision, and they, they don't you know pan out in the end for it to pay off. And I agree about what you said with the head, because when you're making decisions with your head, you're constantly thinking about if it's the right decision, and what else can be going on, and what else can be happening, but that feeling in your gut is always there and always stays pretty stagnant. You always have that same feeling of, this is what I should do, or this is not what I should do. So I like that answer about, you know, sticking with your gut and just going with it because you don't want to turn around and regret, oh man, I should have done this or should have done that. Did you have a moment like that in your season where, where you oh, kind of regret it, something made, made a mistake or anything like that? Oh, several times. Like the one, wait, they didn't give us very much alcohol, but like one time when I was HOH, they gave us <laughs> like, they gave me alcohol in my HOH room or whatever and i kind of had a buzz and i made an alliance with like howard and spencer and caitlin and gina marie and i was just like oh my god why did i do that it was like almost like destroying my game <laughs> and i'm obviously on the bottom of that totem pole like any way you look at it and oh it just made a mess and like it became a thing where they were like on a witch hunt and stuff like figure <laughs> yeah figuring out if that was true it was called the grasshoppers and then i even told people about it eventually and i thought i was lying <laughs> and i wasn't it was ridiculous but i really made that out of just being buzzed and yeah like oh Did it could have been good but not really for me because you got howard and spencer who are more together and gina marie and caitlin and just randomly me like it's not smart <laughs> does does production just like randomly supply different stuff to the house like you mentioned with alcohol is that like an hoh only thing or are there like specified like drinking hours or anything like that during the game or well they would give like random alcohol like 
once in a blue moon, like maybe every like three or four days. And let's say between like 14 people, like five beers and like two bottles of like wine, like small, like winery yeah. bottles, you know? Yeah. Gotcha. That's that's interesting. Again, here with Judd Daughtery on the Reality Pop Network, a fan favorite from season 15. Um, us at home, we get to watch, you know, three times a week for one hour. You talked about making the edit, not making the edit. Obviously, there's the 24-hour live feed that you can watch and you can catch everything. When you're in the house as a contestant, I know, I know there's probably not a moment where you're ever just like calm and hanging out, but is it is it constant conversations or gameplay happening or is there ever moments where it kind of does feel like people are just unwinding and relaxing as like people in almost like a vacation home? Yeah. I mean, it's to be honest, it's very, very boring. Like I was actually really surprised at that because you have so much downtime. Like you, like it looks like you're just constantly doing things, but you're really not. You're sitting around like the mass majority of the time. Sometimes you don't go outside for like two or three days because they're building comps or taking them down or something. So it's really like jail. <laughs> yeah. But, um, yeah. I mean, you're always talking about game and stuff, but then sometimes you're just like talking about random stuff from home and stuff. Like, I don't know. I feel like I had some people that I would just like talk about home and stuff with a little more than others. Mm -hmm. Like Alyssa, because we're from like similar. I'm from Tennessee. She's from, North Carolina, we would talk about home and stuff more often. I felt like then game, you know, but at the end it changes a little bit more. And I feel like it is more like turned on at the end. But even whenever you're talking about just bullshit, you're thinking of game, 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 game. Like it never goes out of your mind. Yeah, I feel like everything, everything you say, you feel like someone could hang on to or someone could manipulate to try and use to an advantage or something like that just to, to kind of just the conversations yeah. that you think are harmless could end up turning around on you. Right. Oh yeah. And even if you don't think that they do, you know what I mean? Like I remember I was at Spencer's in Arkansas, like after our show and it was like him and Amanda, like there was one area where we could smoke and that's where they were having an argument. And I didn't want to like walk into an argument, but I really wanted to smoke. And so I said something like, somebody said, like, the proof is in the pudding. And I walked up and said, who has pudding? Like, just trying to be funny. And Spencer, like, paused his TV. And he said, that's when I knew I couldn't trust you. And I was like, what? That had nothing to do with anything. I just wanted to smoke. Like, <laughs> but he was being for real. And that's, But that's just how it works. Like, you don't know what's going on in, like, other people's minds. And, like, especially, like, I mean, he thought I was, like, throwing shade or something. Really, I was just, like trying to uh, lighten up the conversation without getting involved. I don't know. But, I mean, you just – you never know what anybody else is thinking, you know? Yeah. No, I completely get it. And I know you mentioned karma before. Again, for those listening, for the recap, week nine, double eviction Thursday, extremely exciting. Uh, we had a lot happening in this week. There's been some players that haven't really done much in the game outside of just be a part of the cookout alliance, some that have just kind of been hanging out, things like that. But we did have the double eviction. We did have Alyssa go on the block and then win the, uh, the veto competition to come down. Claire goes up and goes home. Well, then we jump right back into the HOH competition, which one, was one of the classic earning points competitions. And whoever had the most points became HOH. Hannah ends up winning that. And then she ends up uh, putting up 
Alyssa and Xavier, to which then Alyssa goes home on a four to one vote. When it comes to the competitions, Judd, was there one particular, not one particular competition, but was there a style of competition that you preferred over others? Was it the physical competitions? Was it maybe the mental, the the strategic competitions, the timed competitions, anything like that that you enjoyed more than others? Um, I always liked just like the ones that were quick. <laughs> I don't know, like the A, B, those kind of things. Yeah. Um, one, I don't know. It was just like less stressful and also just like they would have that shit torn down faster and you could get back, back in the, cause the backyard, you always wanted to be back there. Um, but I don't know. I like that. Like, as far as like being someone with anxiety and stuff, like, you know, I know that's something more that I would have a chance at because yeah. I feel like those are so random, but I do like anything with like strategy too like i hate puzzles but i hate certain types of puzzles i don't like a jigsaw puzzle but if it's like a maze puzzle or something i like that yeah you know um anything like that but even that's something fast you know i like something fast i don't want to like be out there for hours and hours on end hanging on something you know yeah no the endurance comps are always even for us at home with the endurance comps, it's like unless you're watching the 24-hour live feed, you can't really find out what happens until the next episode. You know, after a, a Thursday night eviction, they start an endurance comp, and that's what happened this week, where they did the the, the swinging on a rope, and then the elephant hit them, and weird stuff was th- flying at them, and things like that. With the uh, you mentioned it kind of being like jail in regards to not really being able to go outside at certain points and things like that. Yeah. As a house guest. Is there, I mean, as a fan, you look at the competitions and like, how the hell did they set some of this stuff up? Was there, did you guys never see them setting up any competitions at all? Everything was completely separate, completely private, excluded from everything that you guys could ever see? Yeah. The only time we ever seen anything, like, there was a lot of drama one night and they let us go out and smoke and they were like half done building something, but it didn't like, yeah, I don't think it like gave anything away. Like we never cared about that. I feel like they always cared. I thought we would like care about stuff, but nobody ever cared. Like we know Zingbot's not from space, you know. Like <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Breaking yeah. news: Judge says Zingbot's not from space. Well, you know, like yeah, I'm kidding. They do like I don't know. Like they want stuff to be like. I don't know. They think we're idiots. Like, <laughs> and we're not. Like, did you, uh, did you like the Zingbot? No, I hated that. Like, when we had, the, we had like an endurance type thing in the hottest part of the day. And the day before, they had covered the whole backyard with this tarp. I don't know why, for lighting or something. But we couldn't breathe even just being out there sitting at the pool. Like, we didn't even go out. And we normally love to be out there. Then we had an endurance thing. We were all like smothering to death. Jeez. I was like, I got oxygen and like electrolyte tablets and stuff. It was a nightmare. But um, Zingbot, I don't know. Like he just wasn't that funny on our season. Yeah. Kind of mean. He was just really mean to people. Mine wasn't that mean. It was just really something about the bear shirt or something. I don't remember. (laughs) But like the infamous bear shirt. Yeah, he but he said some really mean things to a couple of people. I can't remember any of what yeah. he said. But what about uh, what about the infamous Otev challenge? 
I wasn't there. And no. I love OTEP. That's the one thing that I wanted to do. And I wasn't there. Damn, so they did that pretty late in the season then. Or was that when you had already gotten evicted the first time? Yeah, that's when I was evicted and before I came back. Okay, damn, so you just missed it. Yeah. Damn. Yeah, that's a fun challenge. I always love watching that. Actually, here on Reality Pop, we do a reality roundtable with me and a few friends that are also a part of the channel, and it's called Otev's yeah. Council, and we just kind of recap some of the stuff in the season. We also have a fantasy uh, fantasy league, Big Brother Fantasy, to where we all drafted players and we earned points based on comp wins and different things, different things that happened in the house. So we do that. It's called Otev's Council just because he's such a, a staple of the show and everything. So, I mean, it's it's fun to watch. And this was the Zingbot episode, actually. And like you said, some of the stuff was kind of like, all right, whatever. And then some of the other stuff was like, damn, he's going after them here. This is uh, this is pretty wild. So did anyone did any of the house guests like take things personally in there? I think so. I think so, but I can't remember what they were. I wish I could, but I mean, some people were just like really mean where it wasn't even like funny to us. Yeah. <laughs> like we felt bad. Like it was like, what? It's a little like below the belt, you know? Yeah. About like people's weight and stuff like that. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. It was, <laughs> it Jeez. was crazy, but it, that was only like one or two people. Most of them were pretty like me. Yeah. Now I, I have to ask you this because the cookout Alliance has made it to the final six spoiler alert for those watching that haven't seen Thursday cookouts there. Not many people in the house really sniffed it out. I don't think anyone really thought of it. It's never happened before. So they made it to the final six. Was there like a duo or a group in the house that you kind of had no idea that just flew under the radar the whole time that kind of made it further because of that? Or was everything pretty exposed? Did you feel like you had a pretty good handle on things within the house? I always felt like I got a pretty good handle on things. Like even, even some of the things I wasn't really sure of, like the, uh, I forget what it's called, the moving company. I did because like the guys that were in the moving company, they would be like having very intense conversations, like moving their hands around, and then just stop as soon as you walked out and was like, "What?" Yeah. And then like one night, I seen Spencer and Nick like waiting for me to get done brushing my teeth before i don't know like they were waiting like hurry the fuck up without telling me that you know yeah like wanting me to go to bed so they could like freely talk <laughs> and and then i would like walk out or walk by and see them talking and i would tell other people and they'd be like oh you're paranoid shut up and it's like okay and then sure enough they were having one but that didn't even last long yeah and other than that like and i didn't really know who all was in there i didn't know mccray was in on that but that was like the beginning of the season and it didn't last long. So gotcha. Did you, uh, was pretty predictable. Did you ever have to be a have not in the house? Yeah. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> how, how was that experience being a have not? Did that add to the big brother experience at all? Oh God, no, it was horrible. It's just, I, I, I didn't eat the slop. So you could eat like garnishments or garnish, whatever they're called. So I just eat like pickles and, protein powder that's about it <laughs> what what is the uh what is this what is the special slop recipe do they uh did they have a pretty distinct one in there did anyone actually eat it and not be upset Some by people it would make slop or not not slop but like uh protein powder ice cream and people that weren't have nuts that could eat anything would eat that wow <laughs> that's what we had problems with like people that weren't like have nuts would eat like the special have not made stuff. What? 
It was really weird. Yeah, <laughs> they did that a lot, especially a couple of people. Damn. It's like, wow, you could eat anything and you eat like the few things that the have-nots could eat. You have know? to eat. They're really, really selfish people in my season. Yeah. Do, do you need to expose them right here? No. I can't remember exactly who did it, but it was like every time. <laughs> it was really frustrating because I don't know, like, especially with the ice cream because, like, they could just make their own or eat regular ice cream, but they would eat the have-not ice cream. Yeah. Did you uh did you have a go-to spot in the house like I feel like a lot of times when I watch as a fan I see the same people in the same areas kind of talking whether it's like that room near the bathroom or maybe it's just in the living room or in a bedroom somewhere did you uh did you ever have like a go-to spot in the house that that you felt like all right this is Judd's spot Um not like my own spot but I feel like I talked in the room next to the bathroom a lot Yeah with, I feel yeah, like that's my favorite. Things. That's got to be my favorite room in the house. Yeah, mine too. I like that. Like, I, I like just chilling in there, but it seems like a pretty good place to, to talk to. Yeah. I uh, I know you're kind of from a small town in, in Tennessee, but you've been you've been a big brother fan pretty much since the beginning, a pretty big super fan. Yeah, like, I've watched since I was, like, 12. I haven't watched some of the newer seasons. I just kind of got tired of it, but... Yeah. Or not that it's also like just work schedule and stuff. Yeah. If you get so far behind, it's like hard to catch up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you almost have to watch every episode within like a day of it happening because then you're just like catching up on three episodes at a time. Yeah, for sure. Did you, it's, uh, yeah, go for it. I'm sorry. No, it's just like some of them, it's not that I didn't even like the season. It's just I get so far behind that it was just overwhelming to get caught back up. And so I know you said you've been a super fan for a long time. Was there, and even without being specific, did you feel like you went into the game with a pretty much open mind of like, all right, I'm going to play Judd's game. This is going to be my game. Or did you kind of have like a, I guess like a perception of the people before you from season 14 and before that you were trying to maybe model your gameplay after or someone that you were a fan of or a few people that you wanted to maybe try and emulate? Or was it pretty much just, you know, a full go? Yeah, I didn't try to emulate anyone. It's more like you never know who you're going to be playing with. So, like, any strategy you have going in, you might as well just throw that out, you know? Yeah. Because I always thought, like, I kind of wanted to go in being, like, a villain and stuff. And I was anything but that because, like, everyone on my cast was a villain almost, you know? <laughs> so, it's like, it was smarter for me to play a, a different way, especially yeah. getting along with people. Like, I just naturally got along with most of the people that was on my cast so like it was smarter for me to like just play the nice guy role yeah. instead of being a villain or being mean or antagonizing people like i planned on doing you know yeah and that's kind of like what i got from other seasons you know like oh that looks like funnier gameplay and stuff and it would have been more fun but it just wouldn't have been smart for me yeah no, that makes sense. Do you feel like kind of being from a small town, I know in Tennessee, like, do you feel like it played to any advantage or disadvantage for you in the house being around, you know, these people for so long, being in a house for so long, um, that, that anything like that you brought from your hometown or just your everyday life that played an advantage or a disadvantage? Because I know all these house guests are like from different walks of life. And you mentioned yeah. connecting with Elisa about being from North Carolina. Um, is there... Was there any, like, advantage or disadvantage you felt, like, from that kind of uh, 
you know, humble lifestyle? No, not really. I feel like everybody kind of just merges together and kind of, in a way, forgets about that. Yeah. If anything, I feel like it might have made me look more, like, naive and, you know, dumber than I actually am and stuff. So it might have helped me more than I even realized. But no one, like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't feel like it really made much of a difference. It didn't make a difference for other people to me. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where they were from or their background or anything. I didn't really care. No, that after. that definitely definitely makes sense. That that makes that makes a ton of sense. And uh, I mean, there's just so much going on in this season. I'm excited to see these six battle it out for the end. I mean, we have six people remaining. This is when it gets down to the nitty gritty in most seasons, but most specifically in this season because now all of the alliance, all of the cookout has to go after themselves. They all have to start flipping on themselves. And it was a great story throughout the season. But now here we are with one of the best alliances in the the history of the show now having to turn on each other. So it's going to be exciting. And I'm sure there's going to be some fan favorites from this season. Are you a fan of the returning house guest seasons where they have people from previous seasons on? Or do you prefer just that clean slate, nobody new, let's just see who everyone is and what everyone's about? Yeah, I like all new people. I feel like those are always the best cast. Like, I feel like season 20 and season 10 were, like, the best seasons, and they were all fresh. Also, season 6, same, mm-hmm. same type of thing. But, I mean, I do enjoy, like, returning if it's all returnees, I guess. Like, season 7. Yeah, I didn't all-star really season. Too, but, um... You know, like, 14, though, I did like it, and it was a mix of both. But I feel like it's just because, like, who the returnees were, you know? Yeah. No, that that makes complete sense. That I'm always a bigger fan, too, of, like, the all-new cast just because I like watching the character development, and I don't like yeah. having to see people that I already know kind of how they, they respond in certain situations. But as far as this season go, uh, goes, Judd, a few last questions before we let you go. Anybody that you've identified maybe throughout the show as a favorite of yours during during this episode or during the season excuse me well i always like Derek x and uh sarah beth and tiffany and xavier yeah i <laughs> i liked brand at first i know that's not a popular opinion but um <laughs> i didn't watch the live feeds or anything people were like what the hell yeah <laughs> yeah pe- brent, like, brent, brent rubs so some people the wrong way yeah i was so far behind too <laughs> and people didn't really understand that but um yeah I like um, I like I like the cast though. I like I like everyone on there. There's not really anybody that I just did not like. I thought Brittany was kind of loud, like the first time I watched. Mm-hmm. She, she like woke like woke my dog up because she was like screaming and stuff. Like you know, like everything would be quiet. It was like a live part, like when they moved in or something. And so you turn up the volume, and then somebody screaming, and you're like, ah, and, and Brittany. <laughs> My Brittany just like, so oh. hype about everything. Yeah, but I liked her though. It wasn't a reason to not like her. <laughs> yeah. At first, I was like, whoa. And um, I didn't like that one guy that everybody liked at first, but he was all right. Um, was it Christian or? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He he but ended I don't up being. Why I didn't like him. He yeah he, he was... kind of ended up being like a fan favorite. Yeah, he was cool when he left and stuff, but I don't I do not remember why I didn't like him at first, but there was a reason. Yeah. No, that makes Maybe sense. And... 
Go for I it. I don't know. I, I don't usually like the people that that are just like favorites and stuff. I don't know. Like I'm really weird. Like I don't like alliances. I like just random people. From like all like two people from an alliance and then two people that they're against and people are like that doesn't make sense. But I just like random people. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> no, I completely get that. I love just rooting for the big moves to be made, and I love when people flip on other people. Like when there's just like blind sides, which we haven't really seen this year. But that's like my favorite part of Big Brother is watching people be so surprised and so shocked about outcomes of the votes or whatever you know the decisions vetoes whatever it is i just love yeah. watching crazy things happen um so i completely agree like the big alliance is cool but i also don't like when an alliance runs the house uh either yeah. were you uh were you a fan of like the the four teams to start this season having the kings queens jacks and uh aces or jokers and I aces excuse that. me I don't like that. I like people just being able to play their own game without being tied to other people. You yeah. know what I mean? I got I you. No, that makes, makes sense. It confusing. And I don't know. It just makes people's games harder, which I, I get it. And I like that they mix things up now and then. But yeah, the fewer twists, the better, in my opinion. I got you, man. I got you. Again, we're here with Judd Doherty from Season 15, fan favorite of Season 15. Uh, again, thanks for being here. We have... Last question for you. I got to ask you this. We have six players remaining. We have Aza, Derek Frazier, Hannah, Kyland, Tiffany, and Xavier all making it to the final six. If you had to put your money on one of those six to go home with it all, who do you think it's going to be? And who do you maybe think's played the best game out of those six just from your from your knowledge of this season? Um, well, I think Tiffany's probably played the best game for sure. So, I mean, I hope she wins because... You know, it would just be a nightmare if the best player didn't win. Yeah. But also, like, um, Xavier a lot. Yeah. And I wouldn't mind if he – he's my second choice. Okay. I like it. I think, honestly, I, like I think – I F2, though, so I wouldn't be mad. I know. I just feel so, like – Derek F. hasn't won many comps. He's got a great social game, but I don't think he's built up enough of a resume on the comp side to, or even like the eviction side of like, you know, getting out anybody big or whatever. Um, but I like him. I think he's a great guy. I would not be surprised if he is in the America's favorite house guest running at all. I think him and Derek X should be maybe the final two there. But I think Xavier is extremely well positioned uh, to win this game. I think Tiffany kind of made some moves this past week that's going to bite her in the butt moving forward, just kind of not listening to the Alliance and winning the HOH competition, trying to protect Claire too aggressively. Um, I think Xavier's in a great spot. Uh, I do I do like Derek, uh, Derek F, though, as well. And Kylan's got a pretty solid competition resume as well. But anyway, Judd, anything else from you before we head out for the evening? No, no, that's it. But I appreciate you having me, though, and I look forward to seeing like how this pans out. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, for sure, man. I agree, and again, thanks for being here. We always love uh, getting getting anyone on we can to just discuss the game. It's a beautiful game, Big Brother is. It's one of the most competitive games that we can get on here. I am equally as excited to see how this pans out, so it's going to be interesting. Fans at home listening, thank you again for tuning in. If you watched live, thank you for watching um, You know, while we recorded and everything, but if you missed it, Go follow us on YouTube, subscribe to Reality Pop, like the video, share, comment, and go find us on Spotify, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Google, all that good stuff. And definitely go follow Judd on Twitter, too. I, I hear he's got a pretty miraculous uh, following on Twitter. Judd, was, were you caught off guard when 
with your your uh, exposure after Big Brother? Ooh, yeah, that was the hardest part of the show for me. Just kind of that that fame that maybe occurred afterward. Yeah, I mean, not really like fame, but just like um, just a lot of like stuff going on, like. <laughs> I mean, I probably just needed to, like, like I went to Vegas and stuff. I should just, like, went home and, like, chilled, you know. It was just, like, too much. <laughs> just to decompress a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yeah. decompress. I never decompressed for, like, a year. I hear you, man. like, brutal. <laughs> would you ever do it again? Would you ever go back on? Um, I would, but just because I would feel stupid not to, I, I wouldn't want to regret not doing it, but... I wouldn't want to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> but if they asked, you'd be like, uh, reluctantly, yes, I'll go for it. Well, yeah, if they ever asked, just mad if they never asked. <laughs> if they ever asked, just uh, send them my way. I'll go on in your place. So. Yeah, for sure. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but we, we want newbies, anyways. Yeah, I'm a newbie. I feel like I would I would have a fun time on the show and and, yeah. and enjoy it myself. So I got to get my applications in for some of these seasons. I got to fine tune some of my personality before I can get on there, though. So. No, no, you're you're great. Just do it. Just be Appreciate yourself. It. Appreciate it, man. Well, I'll go. Uh, I'll go apply probably to a future season. Hopefully, get on. Maybe one day I'll be interviewed as a former house guest. That'd be kind of cool. Uh, Hell yeah, that'd be awesome. But anyway, Judd, thanks again for being here. Fans at home listening, if you're into sports, go check out the Pooji Podcast, P-O-O-J-I-E. We do sports over there. But if you're into reality TV, this is the place to be all things Survivor, the challenge, Survivor Worldwide, Big Brother. This is the spot. And if you're not watching on this channel, you're watching on the wrong channel. So come subscribe, follow, like, everything, all that good stuff. And until next time, Judd, thanks again. But fans out there, Enjoy your weekend, but most importantly, go make this world a better place and take care.